Hi, this is Sammy Smiles, and I'm your host, Sammy Vance. This podcast is sure to leave you inspired and with a smile. Now let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Sammy Smiles. I'm your host, Sammy Vance, and today I am so, 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 so excited to be interviewing Marissa Myers. And she is the number one New York Times bestselling author of The Lunar Chronicles, Heartless, um, The Renegades Trilogy, The Instant, Car- uh, Instant Karma, Instant Karma, sorry, and some other, and she's written so many other books, and it's just like, they're amazing, and I'm excited to continue reading them. Um, but along, uh, besides, um, being just an amazing author, she's also has um, a few kids and is married, and she also has her po- podcast, The Happy Writers, uh, with Mar- sorry, The Happy Writer with Marissa Myers. Um, I first heard about her. It wasn't too long ago when my mom introduced me to the Lunar Chronicles, and I read them pretty quickly, and they're just like the best things ever. One of my favorite series in the world. Um, right now I'm on Stars Above, and I definitely suggest like everyone to read them. They're just the best. So thank you, Marissa Myers, so much for being here. I'm super excited to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. It was an honor to get the invitation. Thank you so much. So um, to start off, let's um, we could talk a little bit about being an author. Um, as I mentioned before, you've written many books, including The Lunar Chronicles, which I'm reading right now. Um, and all of your books are just like really creative, and I enjoyed reading them all the way through and they're just like they catch you by the first words and I love it so um, for the first question I was wondering like where you get your inspiration for for um, all the books that you write oh my gosh um honestly anywhere and everywhere it is one of the the things about being a writer or really I think any creative type uh I feel like we kind of walk through our lives and walk through the world with little radars on and you're just constantly looking for new ideas and looking for inspiration. Uh, So I've had ideas come from song lyrics, um, from magazine articles that I've written, from dreams that I've had, from snippets of conversation that I've overheard or movies, documentaries, of course other books can give you lots of ideas. So there's definitely not one place where ideas come from. Um, But a lot of times I will see something or hear something that will spark kind of a what if question. Um, And then as soon as I ask that question, my imagination just starts to run with it. And, you know, what if Cinderella was a cyborg? What if uh, these fairy tales were set in the far future? What if a superhero fell in love with a super villain, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And before you know it, a story starts to develop. Yeah. And I love that. And I think so many people can relate to that as well. Cause like you're saying it and not just being an author, but like it, it has to do with all different like creativity types. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Like drawing and um, all that sorts of stuff. So I think that's a really good answer. And I feel yeah. like I can relate to that and so many other people can as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. No, I think it's really important for anyone who's in any, any sort of creative field or has any sort of creative hobby uh, to kind of, you know, have that radar on and to be open to new ideas. And I think a lot of people will tell you 
oh, I'm just not creative. I'm just not artistic, whatever it is. And I think that's false. I think it's very much human nature that we are creative and imaginative creatures. I think those people have just kind of turned off that right radar. They're just not looking for inspiration anymore. Yeah, I love how you use like the radar. I think that's that's a really good way to look at it. Um, yeah, so thank you for sharing that. Um, and now I'm a published author myself. I wrote a book called Inspire the World, A Kitchen Making a Difference about my buddy Ben's journey and how other people can make a difference no matter who they are. And through the journey of publishing, I learned quite a few um, things. I started writing it when I was nine, so I learned that it can be a pretty slow process, but um, I learned from the start finding the literary agent, uh, finding a publisher, editing it, um, and yeah, like I said, it can be a pretty slow process, but it was really amazing to get the book first in my hands and mm -hmm. be able to like see it as a book. And I thought that was really cool. Um, so what was your publishing, uh, publishing journey like and um, how does it feel to become a published author? Yeah, um, I mean, I will just start by saying that that is amazing. And I am so impressed you. with you and with your book. And I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, it sounds like exactly the sort of thing that I would want to read to my kids. And I know that they're just going to love it and love hearing about someone who is not that much older than them already having this sort of success. That's really, really cool. Um, for me, let's see, I wanted to be published way back when I was about your age, but it took a much longer time for me. Um, I started writing short stories and a whole lot of fan fiction when I was, uh, maybe like 12, 13 years old. And then as I got a little bit older, I started attempting to write my first novels. Um, but it took me close to 10 years to finally finish my first novel. Um, so I had lots and lots and lots of starts and that didn't go anywhere. I lost interest or got distracted by a different project or, you know, lots of different excuses I had. Um, but then finally, when I was in my mid twenties, I had the idea for Cinder and for the Lunar Chronicles. And pretty much as soon as I had that idea for this series, I fell in love with it. I love fairy tales and I love science fiction. And so I thought, okay, this is like the best idea I've ever had. I have to try to finish this book uh, and try to get it published. And so it took me about two years to write and revise and edit Cinder and get it to a place where I felt really good about it and thought like it had potential. And after that, things started to move pretty quickly, um, especially compared to a lot of author stories. It's not unusual to face months or years of rejection. And so I was kind of prepared for that. But once I finally started sending Cinder out to literary agents, um, it took me about two months. And then I did actually sign with the very first agent that I had queried, uh, who was kind of my, my top number one dream agent, which was obviously very exciting. Um, and then she took the book to publishers on a Friday and we had an offer to publish the series the following Monday. Uh, so that part happened really, really fast and was of course super, super exciting. And it took a little over a year then from the time that the book sold until it was uh, actually in bookstores. And you mentioned, you know, seeing it, seeing the book in person for the first time and actually holding it in your hands. And there is nothing like that moment. It's such an enormous dream come true. And I have found now, so I've got my 16th book coming out in a couple months. Uh, and yeah, okay. that feel, that feeling <laughs> of 
seeing the new, the book, every new book in physical form is always just like one of the best parts of the whole journey. Well, yay, 16th book. Congrats on that. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'll definitely have to get it and read it because I'll, I'm always looking for a new book series. I have like a list of probably like at least 20 different books or book series on on it that I need to read and get from the library and stuff. So yeah, your well, books are definitely on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now to talk a little bit about your podcast. So I started my podcast, Sammy Smiles, um, a little over a year and a half ago. And basically, I know people who make me smile and hopes to make other people smile as well. And I thought it could be a really good way to reach my people about um, other people. It's really like inspiring journeys and stuff. Um, plus, it has a great, it, um, I, one of my favorite parts about what I've been doing for the past five years is meeting all new people. And it just gives me a really good opportunity to be able to do that. Uh, so what is your podcast about and what's your goal for it? Yeah, it sounds um, fairly similar to yours, actually. It's also been a little well, actually, I guess it's been close to two and a half years now. I started it right at the start of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I had been thinking about starting a podcast for years before then, and I had this idea that, um, you know, so when authors, a lot of times you get together, like at book festivals or conferences, and there's always like a green room, or maybe they have um, like an author party after the event, and so authors will will just sit around and chat and you talk about writing and you talk about books and what do you have coming out and how are things going? And then you ask each other questions like, you know, what's your publisher doing for publicity or what are you doing with social media, blah, blah, blah. And it's so fun and it's so inspiring. And I always leave those conversations feeling like, you know, really excited to get back to my desk and start working on the next book. I always just love being around other authors and always feel so inspired by that. So then when the pandemic hit and all of a sudden everything was canceled and it was clear that we weren't going to be doing festivals or conferences or book tours. And I realized one, that I was really going to miss that. Uh, and two, that this was an opportunity for me to maybe help out some of the authors who were having books coming out that year, and yet we're going to have no way of promoting them, or a lot of our typical ways of promoting those books were gone now, thanks to the pandemic. So I started this podcast, and I've tried to, uh, I kind of, I'd like to think of it as just me and another author sitting in a green room having a conversation, and listeners get to listen in on that. So it's very focused on uh, books. It's focused on the writing process and the writing journey and trying to find those things about writing and creating that we find a lot of joy in, but also some of the difficulties and challenges and how we've kind of overcome those. So yeah, and it's been great. And I've met so many new authors through it and it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, I love it. And I've listened to a few of them and I love like the positive energy it brings. And I think um, it's just really amazing on on. I love I love how it reaches like all different people. And it's just really amazing. So, yeah. Thank you. That is definitely the goal. (laughs) Yep. 
Uh, so I feel like your work I've taken like so much inspiration from and it's definitely puts a smile on my face. Uh, and I could say for a fact that it reached, it's reached so many people. Uh, you wrote, wrote a book called Heartless, which I still need to read. And it is about Wonderland and the Queen of Hearts and such. So recently a group of high schoolers created a full musical out of that. And I think that is just so cool because I love books, I love musicals, and I love seeing people um, being inspired and taking action to that. So what is it like for you to see people um, take inspiration from your work and create and even like um, be more being more specific, like creating a musical out of one of your books? Yeah, no, truly, it has been one of the greatest highlights of my career, seeing this musical actually come to life and come to fruition. Um, I mean, I, there's always been kind of fan created works uh, since even my my first novel came out. There's been fan art, um, cosplay. People have written songs inspired by the books, um, done the, like YouTube movie cartoons inspired by the books. Like there's just been a lot of content and that's always been amazing. And I just love seeing what people come up with. And it's it's just a huge honor to know that I have created something that then has inspired someone else to create something. And myself coming from a background of fan fiction, like I know how much love goes into these projects. So super, super cool. But I definitely think that the Heartless musical tops all of it. Um, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, gosh, it was just so spectacular. I was contacted by these three teenagers, I think they were in ninth grade at the time, and they had this idea that they wanted to write a musical based on my book, Heartless. And at the time, you know, you don't really think it will happen. You're just like, that's awesome. Cool. I gift you my permission. Go forth. If it happens, then let me know. And then I didn't hear anything for a year or two and just had kind of forgotten about it. And then I got another email that said, okay, we've written it and now we are going to try to perform it. And they held auditions. They did all of the costumes, all of the scenery, uh, all of the lighting, the tech. I mean, everything involved with this production was made and created and done by teenagers. And I got to fly into Salt Lake City and go to the performance and it was just absolutely incredible. And they were so talented and I love it so much. And I know that they are planning slash hoping to uh, continue to workshop it and hopefully perform it maybe in other parts of the country someday. And I just have all of my hopes and send them all of my good wishes because I just think it's incredible. Literal chills. That is just like so amazing. And I it is so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would just, like, I can only imagine how amazing that would be. Um, like, that is just so cool. And I hope to maybe someday be able to see Heartless live. <laughs> I hope that you do, too. I hope everyone gets an opportunity. It was really, really special. Yeah, I love that. Um, so for the next set of questions, I feel like for the most part, when it comes to movie adaptions from books, so this is just kind of like an add-on question, um, um, books are usually better. I think most, I think every movie adaption from books, they're like better. Um, the books usually contain like so much more content than the movie can um, include. And sometimes I picture things differently in my imagination than like what they are on screen. Uh, and when I'm watching like 
movies with my moms that come from books, she gets so annoyed because I just talk over the movie and I'm just saying all the things that are wrong with, with it and the like, because the books are this way. So she gets so annoyed and then ends up just leaving me to watching it. Um, but uh, one series that I thought was probably one of the closest that was The Hunger Games, um, mm. which I still think the books are like 100 times better, but the movies were, pretty, were the closest that I've like seen. Mm-hmm. I'm making no sense. Um, but uh, so what book turned into movie is your favorite, would you say? And do you usually watch the movie first or read the book? Oh, gosh. Um, it completely depends. You know, I've, I've done both. I feel like if you read the book and then see the movie, you are <laughs> likely to be disappointed in yeah. some ways. I think it's impossible not to because you do. I mean, exactly like you're talking about you see things a certain way and your imagination you know has already told you this story and then now you're watching someone else's interpretation which may or may not match your own um that's it I mean I tend to be a fairly forgiving movie watcher um I do recognize that it is a totally different form of storytelling and there are things that we love about a book but just maybe wouldn't work on the screen um, and, and so I, I make an effort if I'm watching an adaptation to just kind of accept it for what it is and to not like constantly be comparing it to the book because I need to then be more you're like just, that. yeah, there's just no pleasing us, <laughs> yeah. but you asked, what is my favorite? I think one of my favorite adaptations and one that I personally enjoyed the movie more than the book, which is unusual, um, is The Devil Wears Prada. Um, And I don't know if you've seen or or maybe a little old for you, (laughs) Um, but it, I really liked, they changed some things about the ending and I enjoyed the ending of the movie more, but then I also just thought that the acting in it was fantastic. And it was really fun to see all the fashion too. Mm -hmm. Amazing, I love that. Um, so I feel like there is so much to cover and so many like cool things that you've done. So before we get on to the rapid fire round, is there anything else that you wanted to add or to say? Oh gosh. Um, well, if you don't mind, I'd love to plug my new book that's coming out in November. Yes. Yeah. So it is called Cursed. Um, and it is the sequel to Gilded, which came out last year, uh, which is a retelling of the fairy tale Rumpelstiltskin Um, And it's about a girl who has been cursed by the God of lies and she gets captured and carried away to the, to a haunted castle um, and ordered to spin straw into gold one night and she can't do it. She's not capable. However, there is a handsome and mischievous poltergeist who lives in the castle who offers to help her, uh, but for a price. Uh, so that that is gilded and then cursed is the sequel and finale to the story and I'm really excited about it yay yeah I need to read gilded I've like read it read into it and like read all about it and I really need to read it (laughs) um but yeah anything else no I don't think so (laughs) (laughs) so if you're ready for the rapid fire on then I am sure let's do it all right so for the first one, if you could be any character in any of your books, who would it be and why? Uh, I would be Amelie, who is a minor character that you meet in Scarlet. Um, and then she shows up a couple more times throughout the Lunar Chronicles. Um, and I would choose her because she is one of the few characters in which nothing bad happens to her. She's never like <laughs> threatened. Her life is never in danger. Um, I'm not doing terrible things to her as 
a writer is often our job to do terrible things to our characters. Um, and also she lives in this really quaint little country village in the south of France. Um, and she gets to flirt with both Wolf and Thorn. And I just feel like she lives a really great life. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. First, I wanted to add, thank you so much for not killing off any of your major characters. I appreciate that so, so much. Some books that I read, I just, I, I it's so sad. Like, the main characters are killed. I just okay. wanted to- People who are listening to this who have read all of my books are, like, feeling sad for you right now, because that may not hold up to all of my At books. least in the Lunar Chronicles, in the Lunar Chronicles. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um but for the next one who can you relate to in most uh, in most in specifically the lunar chronicles and how so Mm. uh definitely cress of the lunar chronicles cress is the one that i feel is the most like me um she has just this overactive imagination and when i was growing up i was constantly coming up with stories. And I had just so many fantasies and daydreams um, to the point where I would constantly like space out and talk to myself. And I got teased quite a bit for it. Um, But I loved writing Cress, who also has this really big imagination, but she is able to kind of turn it into one of her greatest strengths. I love that. And I love Cress so much. She's on the top of my favorite characters. I have so okay, I have like a whole list of my favorite characters, <laughs> but that's like the stories behind each and every one of those. So I won't go into that now. <laughs> um, so what is your favorite book or first one that comes to mind? Uh, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Nice. Um, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be? <sighs> oh, gosh. Um, if I could have lunch, living or dead? Can I say someone? Either, either. Okay. Um, I would say my grandmother who passed away um, about a year and a half ago and I miss her dearly. I'm so sorry, but I love that. So, yep. Um, Would you rather be able to speak all languages or be able to speak to animals? Oh, all languages, all languages. I have tried many, many, many times to become fluent in Spanish and it has never worked <laughs> I am same. Still not no, same yeah um i'm really envious of people who are multilingual mm-hmm. yeah um so if you could be in any book what, what would it be and why mm. hmm. if i could be in any book um i don't know maybe howl's moving castle um and why I because it would just be a really fun world to explore of course that could be said of a million different books but that's the first one that came to mind so we'll go with that yeah very nice um would you rather have a giraffe neck or elephant trunk would I rather have a giraffe neck or an elephant trunk Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah giraffe neck (laughs) at least I could see things far away (laughs) I would say so I could be taller than my younger brother that's okay. <laughs> I would say giraffe neck, yeah. Um, do you prefer sand or snow? Snow, snow. Um, I will say I don't particularly like being in sand or snow, but I love being inside watching the snow. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, fiction or nonfiction? 
fiction. I enjoy both. Um, I do read and love both, but like if I had to choose one for the rest of my life, definitely fiction. Mm -hmm. And a question from my cousin Kayla, who is, um, I'm pretty sure she's reading Winter right now. Uh, What was your favorite book to write? I had the most fun writing Instant Karma, uh, which is the only to date uh, contemporary book that I've written. It's not fantasy or sci-fi. And I wrote that book right after I'd finished the Renegades trilogy. And the Renegades trilogy was like a really, really intense three years of my life, Um, (laughs) always under really tight deadlines. And the books themselves were really complex and really big world building and stakes and revolution and like lots of people die and there's constant like fight battle scenes. And then, so I came away from that just really kind of uh, emotionally drained and thought, I just want to write something that's cheerful and sweet and takes place in a really cute little seaside town. And I wrote Instant Karma and it was exactly the book that I needed at that time. I love that so much. Um, So where can people find you on social media to follow your amazing journey? Thank you. Um, For the most part, I would recommend people find me on Instagram at Marissa Meyer author. Okay, so make sure to follow Marissa Myers and her amazing journey. And for the last question to ask all my guests, what is something that makes you smile? Oh, gosh, my kids. That's such a cliche. (laughs) I know everybody probably says that. but they're, they're the greatest. And I feel so lucky that I, that our lifestyle, me working from home, I just get to spend so much time with them and we do a lot of travel and we're continuing to homeschool, even though the pandemic is over right now. And so just to watch them learn and grow and turning into such amazing little humans, I just feel like that's the most incredible thing. I love that so much. Um, so thank you so much for being on my podcast. This was so amazing. I'm a huge fan of yours and I'm just so happy that I got to meet you and talk to you and learn about your amazing journey. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you have a great day and remember that you don't just have to be an adult to make a difference. You could be a kid too. Have a great day. Bye.